Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. You're listening to The Jay Shapiro Show. Hello again, this is Jay Shapiro. This program is being broadcast during the holiday of Passover and Pesach. So I just want to say a few words about what's happening here in Israel over the last week. A form of summation. And I think I can show that it has to do with freedom. The mass protests of this year in Israel have definitely been a thing. Whether a good thing or not depends, of course, on your view of the government's proposed judicial reform. And uh, without going into the details, there were a lot of protests for and against there was a clash, clash of ideologies, but many of the slogans resembled each other. Some were even chanted to the same beat. For example, anti-reform protesters sang democratia o merit, which means democracy or rebellion, and reform supporters countered to the same rhythm, Shishim Arba Mandatim, 64 seats, referring to the number of coalition members in the Knesset. In other words, if you have more than 60 or 61, you can push through what you want. But both sides in the streets were chanting opposite things to the same tune. The, it, now, some members of elite army units refused to turn up for, return up for reserve duty or to train. War veterans carried out attention-grabbing operations. Women dressed in the style of Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale became an international media sensation. The bottom line was... Over the last couple of months, there was a lot of theatrics, many based on imagined horrors should the reform go ahead rather than on reality. Incidentally, last week, there was a provocative demonstration in the ultra-Orthodox city of B'nai Brak, which was greeted by residents in their own B'nai Brak way. Local people brought out offerings of cholent, which is the food uh, traditionally eaten on Shabbat, and hamantash and pastries, which is the cookie uh, traditionally eaten on Purim. While anti-reform mass protests were noisy affairs with drums and things like that, somehow B'nai Brock blasted them with love. Loudspeakers were blaring a traditional song, Shalom Aleichem, used to greet the Sabbath angels on Friday night. Footage of a protester taking off a protective helmet, bursting forth into tears as he joined in with the familiar song, went viral. It was indeed a welcome change. Then things came to a head. Something had to give. How many days of disruption and paralysis could the country take 
before it lost the ability to function altogether. Saturday night a week ago, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared he was firing Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, who, was, who had publicly called for a halt in illegal reform legislation to engage in negotiations and try to reach a compromise. To some, Gallant was a hero. Bravely speaking out about the dangers of the continuation of the current situation, while others saw him as caving into pressure from the protesters, and he felt and they felt that the Prime Minister had no choice but to fire him for breaking ranks, breaking ranks with the government line. Now it turns out that the threat of a dismissal of Gallant, the defense minister, was galvanizing. Massive numbers of protesters took to the streets within minutes, and they blocked Tel Aviv's major Ayalon Highway for hours. If nothing else, 2023 has taught us that blocking roads is acceptable as long as those doing it belong to the correct camp. I found that very disturbing. Haredim, the ultra-Orthodox, the disabled, members of the Ethiopian community, and of course the right-wing protesters against the Oslo Accords 30 years ago and the protests 25 years ago against the disengagement in Gaza were not, not permitted the kind of acts that they were, were permitted to the people protesting against what the government was doing now. Now, so no, no wonder a, pre a prevalent sign at pro-reform rallies declared, I'm not a second-class citizen. On Monday last week, and probably what was the decisive factor in persuading Netanyahu to agree to President Isaac's offer of trying to facilitate a national consensus on the reform, the head of the Histadrut Labor Federation announced a nationwide general strike. The Histadrut was swiftly joined by the nation's health care providers, universities, local governments, some major business owners, including a these two major shopping mall chains and others. Now, significantly, minutes after it was declared that the um, uh, that the labor union was uh, ordering a strike, the Israel Aviation Authority closed Ben Gurion Air International Airport to departures, in effect, in effect, bringing the airport to a halt. Stopping the operation of an international airport, the only one that Israel has, with no advance warning, is illegal. Closing the airport for political purposes is illegitimate. So, the scope of the strikes was frightening in its own way. For example, not every student or faculty member and every university or college in Israel is against the reform. Many are in favor. But what kind of academic freedom will they experience if those responsible for grading their work tell them what they should be thinking? When your professors go on strike, 
then you better keep your mouth shut in class if you don't agree with them. Also, by the way, there was a sudden strike by the banks, which is kind of ironic. For weeks, there has been scaremongering concerning accounts being suddenly blocked. The why the express fear is based not on any clause in the reform. It's a, it's a, it's crazy. It's a public you can no longer distinguish between the real world and the world it reads about on social media feeds. Monday morning last week, for example, the head of the Association of Plumbers had had just about enough of the anti-reform protesters, and he released his own rather unusual threat. The head of the Plumbers Union, the Association of Plumbers, said a counter-strike would be held by members of his association and would leave the country, you know what, where their toilets would not be working. Even pilots and officers living in expensive villas need the service of, of the plumbers, he noted. And really what it was, the head of the Plumbers Association was pleading, because it turns out, when you think about it, if the plumbers go on strike, the whole country's in trouble. The ordinary man dared to speak out against those trying to bring down the government, particularly the perceived elites, even if it brings the country down with it. Now, uh, some gestures were more meaningful than others. This, the whole business is rather exciting. The Israeli opera, for instance, canceled some performances, performances in sympathy with the protest, ignoring the fact that they don't strike the same chord for all music lovers. And there was a, an immensely popular singer named Shlomo Artsy, he's a man now in his 70s, He's been popular since I came to Israel 50 years ago. He's been criticized for not speaking out against reform in public. He changed his tune last week and turned down the prestigious Israel, Israel Prize, politicizing the honor instead of creating much-needed harmony. So these were strange things. So... The, 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 because of the protest, there were several days when the buses weren't ru um, running. I may, I may have mentioned on a previous program, I, uh, Monday a week ago, I was supposed to meet uh, my wife downtown here in uh, Jerusalem to have dinner, and I got on the bus for a ride, which usually took about 10 minutes, it took over an hour and a half because of all these protesters walking out in, out in the streets. However, I noticed a huge similarity between the two camps, the pro and the con. And I think that is very fascinating. It says something about Israel. So, so many people were carrying blue and white Israeli flags it was hard to tell who was le leading to the mass demonstration against reform and who was walking to the pro-reform rally. By the way, I think I may have mentioned on a previous program, uh, I have a uh, grandson who imports Israeli flags from China. 
and he ran uh, ran out of his supply, and he had to import an emergency basis, a whole bunch of uh, new Israeli flags, which are sold to both the pro and the anti. So uh, he was happy about the protest. I guess I was too. I like to see my see my grandson make money. Now, interesting enough, and I can say this as someone who lives in Jerusalem, the streets the streets were bustling, the cafes were full, the restaurants were full. There was a surprisingly festive atmosphere, as almost as if Independence Day had arrived a month early. Now, although media attention naturally focused on the fringe elements who committed reprehensible violent acts, the general atmosphere, pro and con, was good-spirited. After it was announced that the negotiations on a compromise would begin at the president's, president's residence, the streets returned to come. So uh, these doomsday scenarios are out of the picture, at least hopefully for now. Now, without scrutiny or comment from the White House, it's interesting that riots were taking place in France, and a mega strike was paralyzing Germany, but the uh, and no, nobody from the White House made a comment on it. Although the Americans, the President, and Secretary of State commented on what was happening in Israel. Now, Israel got back at the moment to what passes for normal. Well, now the question obviously remains. Where do we go from here? While the demonstrations and the, and the demonstrators can rightly feel their protest led to a change in the government's approach, care must be taken that the fires lit in the strikes on the Ayalone Highway, it's careful that these things don't turn into a Pyrrhic victory. No government, left or right, will be able to effectively pass legislation and no government left or right will able to rule with the specter of mass demonstrations and no government can rule with the specter of uh, taking financial assets out of the country and now the ethos of leaving the Israeli army out of political battles has been broken. That is a very serious problem, probably the worst problem uncovered in the strikes. When members, heroes of the Israeli army, uh, aviators, pilots, have said that as a po they're opposed to the change and they're not going to do their uh, weekly or monthly reserve duty, that is a very serious business. Now, there is no argument. The uh, Whether left or right, the, 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 the no government is able to pass with mass demonstrations going on all the time. If if the if the Supreme Court continues to be perceived as backing only one side, which is really the major issue, 
this is even more so. Uh, without going into the details, one of the things that the government is trying to change is how the uh, Supreme Court essentially, the members of the Supreme Court are essentially elected by themselves. Uh, uh, sitting judges choose the ones who replace them, and as the, the problem is that the sitting judges are mostly left-wingers and liberals, and they choose others like themselves. So there is no argument that the judicial system is in need of changes. There is also no argument that the current government won the majority vote in the last election. There were a bunch of elections over two and a half years ago. The last election was held on November 1st. We're now in the beginning of April. And there now is a government that took office based on the elections of November 1st. The, both sides, for and against the change, would do well to remember that we're always judged by our response to challenging situations. And we are in a challenging situation. And there is no doubt, and I say this sorrowfully, that the... the uh, proposed reform and the resulting mass demonstrations have essentially weakened the country. They've weakened the country socially, financially, diplomatically, and perhaps also from a security viewpoint. This is a very serious thing. No less important than increasing the diversity on the Supreme Court benches is ensuring diversity in academia, in the elite Israeli army units, and elsewhere. There is simply not enough diversity in Israel. That's a basic problem. Of After three months of turmoil, which we have just witnesses, there are no winners. There are no losers so far. But there are lessons to be learned, important lessons to be learned. And at least the country has pulled back before losing almost everything we have built carefully over the last 75 years. We are about to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the first independent Jewish state since the destruction of the temple, or even before more 2,000 years ago, the, the, uh, the, the people in uh, Palestine, the Jewish government essentially lost its, uh, lost its independence 2,000 years ago when the, uh, the Hellenists and the Greeks took over. So we finally have independence after 2,000 years, and we, we don't want to lose it. Now, in a vibrant democracy, and Israel is a vibrant democracy, there is no way and no need to all march to the same beat, to all march to the same drummer. But instead of the noise of protest, many people, including myself, are looking forward to hearing the sounds of the Seder songs which began this week, recalling the exodus from Egypt. 
May our greatest argument be what to, the argument should be what tune to sing to during the holiday meals. And may we count our blessings as we recall the story of freedom. We have freedom of Andy's years. We're going through a difficult period. I think we shall overcome. So I want to wish the best of Passover to all my Jewish friends. And of course, Sunday is Easter. And I want to wish the best of the holiday to all my Christian friends. Let's hope for a year of peace. Until next time, Dave Shapiro signing. can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Torres from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. opinion and more you're listening to israel news talk radio 